It was freezing cold in Dallas when I made my getaway. I outran a cold front when I gave my truck the reins. Barreling down I 35 with one thought on my mind. Forget the race, find an open space, be that city. Hey there, howdy. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, getting rolling along here on your other side of Texas. Jay West Texas leasing here with you on the pretty West Texas Day. You want to be a part of the program? You're welcome to chime in as we go along here on Other Side Text Line 806 745 5800. Note that Ted Mitchell is now no longer does he have interim or interim, not interim and not soon to be. He is now the chancellor, will also be the president of the Health Sciences Center there at. Texas Tech uh, may get into some of that today, but a full show ahead for you here. Chris Level coming up. We're going to break down Iowa State and your Texas Tech Red Raider football team coming up from the studios where Buddy Holly became famous. Speaking of those studios, broadcasting from the Racer Car Wash Studios, voted Lubbock's best wash for five years running. Stop into one of five convenient locations for the best wash around guaranteed check them out racerwash.com so folks here's here's something that's really irking me i get so many calls a day and i'm sure this is happening with you as well you'll get a telemarketing call a weird call a scam call from your area code and then the three number prefix of your cell phone number that happens with me constantly. Either nobody will answer, and then I'll call back, and it'll be Marge or Bill or Sue or George, and I'll say, you just called, and they say, no, I didn't call. It's somebody masking. But most of the time, I get this call, and you may get a different call, but the call I get is, hi, this is Jessica with Home Security Solutions. How are you? I would like to talk, and it just goes through that. Now, I don't know who Jessica is, but Jessica needs to get a nod on her noggin. I get that constantly. And so if you listen to the program regularly, you do what I do. You call Mike Bazaar, Bazaar Solutions, and you say, Mike Bazaar, why am I getting this? I tweeted about it today. And he sent me back. A he said, well, they're just trying to get you some money. And I said, no, 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 because here's what happens is today I finally got tired of it. And I said, I, she asked if I was interested in the robot. Jessica asked if I was interest, interested in her product. And I said, yes. And so she said, okay, do I have your permission uh, to put you forward? Or I believe she said, I'm sorry. What was that? And I said, yes. And then she said, can I put you forward to uh, one of our customer service agents? And I said, yes. And then I was put on some hold music, some corporate hold music. And what happened? The phone line hung up. I said, bizarre. I didn't try to answer. I, I didn't, they didn't try to get anything from me. Then he sends me this link. 
And this is from ABC News. The Federal Communications Commission is warning customers about a new scam that is hooking consumers with just one word, yes. And in some cases, it'll say, can you hear me? To which you'll reply, yes. The caller then records the consumer's yes response and thus obtains a voice signature. This signature can later be used by scammers to pretend to be consumers and authorize fraudulent charges via telephone, says the FCC. So... I just gave my yes. They could have gotten it off a podcast. They could have gotten it off air, but they got it from me there on the phone. Breaking news. They're going to take all my money. Don't let them take yours. So I got to go make some more money, and we're going to do that just right now. Chris Level coming up and talk about our Red Raiders. Stick right with us while I try to go recoup or make money that they're going to take from me eventually right here on your other side of Texas. In West Texas you Welcome back into your other side of Texas as we do roll along here. want to thank some good folks at um, law firm of Mullen Horton Brown for sponsoring this segment of Other Side of Texas. They have offices in Lubbock, Amarillo, and Dallas employing creative legal solutions to address your business needs in the areas of commercial litigation, banking, financial restructuring, employment law, and estate planning. Go out to the lines now and please, Daniel, queue up Chris Level's Uh, appropriate intro as we get in with a little bit of Red Raider football heading into the weekend. Chris Level, how are you, buddy? I'm doing wonderful. How about yourself? Good. So when do you leave? Do you ride with the team or do you take the Learfield jet? Or do you take your own jet? Do you have two planes (laughs) is what I'm asking. A turboprop (laughs) and a jet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, no planes in a level household, uh, and don't don't think we can afford the upkeep there. Um, and uh, I don't think I'm not sure the Learfield has a jet either, uh, at least in these parts. But uh, no, we'll. Uh, I'll be on the team plane tomorrow. We I think we fly out about uh, one one thirty or so tomorrow. A couple hours uh, flight to Des Moines, Iowa, is where we're, we're landing. Yeah. So. Level, what are we going to land into here? It seems to me like this is just me outside looking in. Iowa State's always a problem. I mean, and if you're Tommy Tuberville, they were a hell of a problem. But it's just like you see Nebraska is just bipolar. They were awesome, and now they're terrible. But Iowa State is kind of like the Spike Dykes of the Southwest Conference, right? I mean, just always even kill, and maybe we're going to get you, maybe we aren't. Yeah, you know, and I think uh, the last couple of years have not gone well at all. And I, I think Matt Campbell, who's their head coach, does a really good job. I mean, he's he's 14-17 and 17 as the head coach there. And yet he's a bit of a favorite to replace Urban Meyer if Urban Meyer is not going to be the head coach at Ohio State yeah, uh, next year. I, I it, saw very, that. Yeah. yeah, I saw that yeah. today. I was talking with a, a head lunch with a former Tech Letterman, and he said, I think that he's going to replace Urban Meyer at, at Ohio State. And I thought he was crazy. And then I pulled up some gambling odds. 
not that I'm good at gambling, but I like to see what Vegas has to say. That makes more sense than what a lot of other people say. And yeah, he's right at the top of the list at 14 and 17. Why? I, you know, I, I think people like the way he handles his business. I, I think like, you know, for example, he's got to be one of the only other coaches in the country. And he shares something with Cliff Kingsbury this particular season. These two guys, these head coaches that are going against each other on Saturday, they have both started three different quarterbacks this season so far. That, that is just a rarity and a very difficult task. But I think, uh, you know, Campbell has shown the ability to start different guys, develop different guys, get different guys ready to play at the quarterback, quarterback position. He's got a really good defensive coordinator and, and it's really good defensive scheme. This three double cloud is what it's called and all that. But yeah, and he's from Ohio, which is the natural kind of link. I don't, I don't ultimately think that he will end up being the head coach at Ohio state. It was just fun fodder, especially this week uh, that you're about to play him. But yeah, you have to remember he is 14 and 17, so we can't just crown him uh, just yet, but he is really, he's a, he's a darn good coach. And this will be a tough, tough test for the Red Raiders on Saturday for sure. Did Matt Campbell go to the Ohio State University? No, I, th I think he's just – that's where he's from. You know, he obviously coached at Toledo prior to the uh, the Iowa State job. So there's also some connections. But being people have – that you know, the Iowa State job is a tough one. You know, there's not, you know, this natural recruiting base – you have to go to – you have to get some good mid Midwest kids. You have to go to Florida, maybe California, Texas, to get some of your speed. He's been able to kind of do that and develop and, and put it together. Uh, but, yeah, I, I'm not certain that, uh, that that he's the next guy at Ohio State. But, again, like I said, it's fun, it makes for fun conversation. But let's go back to the demise of Nebraska right now. What Has Nebraska won this year yet? Sorry to throw you a curveball. If they yeah, they won. they won they won last week. Yeah, yeah so they beat up uh, they beat up Minnesota. Okay, so they've won one game, yeah. at least. So, but that speaks to not being in the Big Twelve and being able to get Texas kids anymore. I mean, it, maybe that's what Ohio, what Iowa State has on Nebraska at this point. Yeah, I mean, there's that. People will tell you that that certainly uh, has hurt uh, Nebraska's ability to come to the uh, uh, the state of Texas and be able to recruit players. That uh, they they spend a lot of time in California, uh, on the West Coast, and and kind of go at it that way. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it, you know, those those schools that that aren't playing regularly in the state of Texas and aren't in the league and all that stuff. Yeah, it makes it difficult because that's one of the that's one of the ties, you know, Hey, your family can still see you play all the time and, and all that. And, and you, you know, we're going to play in, in this state and all that. Well, you know, those big 10 schools obviously can't say that. Yeah. Chris level red Raiderssports.com. When this show's over, switch on over to 97.3. You can hear his coaches. So coaches show with Cliff Kingsbury coming up at 6 PM. Uh, Chris level. Tell me about, have you seen a change in Cliff Kingsbury's countenance whenever he sits down with you? Is he less guarded than he was a year or two ago? Does he know does he have the sense whenever you sit down with him that the wind is in his sails now? You know, uh, two, two things I, I would say to that. Uh, one, he, he's the same guy that he's always been. I, I think that, you know, people don't, they don't care about this kind of thing and I get it. 
in that they just want to win. They don't care if he's a good dude or a bad dude or whatever. They they just want to win. But he he's the same guy to me that he he was when he got here. He's the same guy to to his his staff and to his bosses as he would be to the people that are cleaning up that building every night. I mean, and everybody in between. Having said that, though, I will tell you that he is far more relaxed, I think, right now than I've seen him. But I would also tell you he's very much locked in uh, right now, much more so than I've seen him. So it, it's fun for me to kind of watch him be, 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 be at 5-2 and two and 3-1 and and in the league and kind of have a good situation around him because he's a guy that deserves it. And he's wor- he's a tireless worker and all that, and he treats everybody well. But but he, he is very focused right now. But he's also much more relaxed in that I think he knows he's got a pretty good football team right now. Hmm. Uh, I want to get into Iowa State, but first indulge me, Chris Level. I uh, I took, as I told you, I'm still in an old man fantasy football league. Uh, with people I've known my whole life, I took right. I took Patrick Mahomes. I think sixth round. Something made people's head people scratch their heads because you look like a genius. Well, because at that time a lot of quarterbacks out, but I went ahead and went in on Mahomes. Now, last week I gave a number one for next year's draft for Kareem Hunt because. Me and my twin boys, they're nine. They're just coming online like they're beginning to understand all this stuff. They go and they watch the Tech game, and then we watch the Chiefs game. And I say, look, this is the pro version of what we saw. Like I'll rewind, you know, we'll, we'll tape the Tech game on on our direct TV or whatever, and, and I'll go back and I'll show them a play, and then we'll be watching the Chiefs, and I'll say, look, it's kind of the same thing. This is like the NFL version of – Texas Tech. All I have to say, beyond me just killing people in fantasy football right now with the Texas Tech uh, Kansas City Chiefs, Lubbock has to be a great market for the Chiefs right now, right? No doubt. I mean, I think, uh, yeah, a lot, a lot of Chiefs flavor in, in town and just with, with Tech fans in general, you know, and as if you're a Cowboy fan and you get irritated about the Cowboys, everybody's like, well, I'm, I'm going to start rooting for the Chiefs now. I mean, I and I saw that last Sunday night. I mean, that game, I think, got record ratings on Sunday night. But I think to a lot of people that just appreciate the sport and, and are just paying attention on, on, on the, the, the main NFL stuff that's going on, if they're interested, the Chiefs, when they have the ball anyway, it's appointment television. I mean, you, you, you want to stop what you're doing and pay attention to, to see what they can do on that Sunday afternoon or Sunday night or whatever it is. Now, their defense is not very good. <laughs> uh, but, but, but offense, when, whenever they've got the ball – and I and I'll be honest, I don't I don't know how they'll be able to keep this up. I mean, this is really if, if they keep it up, yeah, if they keep it up with what they're doing, points per game, yards per game, all of the things that they're doing, it, it's historic. I mean, it's it's like you, you, in the game at some point it, it becomes too tough to be able to keep that level up. The defenses, the athletes, the coaches are too good, but you, you got to keep those guys healthy. And at some point that that can uh, even it out too. But hopefully they stay healthy and hopefully they do set some records. But it's just I think we have to understand how tough the game is. Hey, you know, my fantasy football team is called the J-Boys. I feel like you're throwing shade on the J-Boys right now. <laughs> no. Well, hey, hey you, you, let, me tell you, let me tell you a secret. Uh-huh. My fantasy team has Travis Kelsey 
It has Tyreek Hill and it has Kareem Hunt. There so you go. I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you. I have everybody but, but Mr. Mahomes on there. Go give a one next year for Mahomes. You know, we'll <laughs> all be dead in 100 years. Uh, yeah, that's but right. I will say that just to taper off of that and back to Iowa State here, Tyreek Hill, I'm not accusing him of anything. I'm just simply using. Uh, I'm using an analogy. He seems as though he is Jakeem, not maybe not. Let's go to Nehemiah Glover. Let's let's throw back Nehemiah Glover on steroids in the chief chief offense. It's just unreal to watch turning on a dime. Well, I, I, think, I think your Jakeem thing was dead on. I, mean, I think I think Jakeem is trying to be a Tyree Kill type of player and have a role like that in the NFL. And I think Tyreek Hill is kind of well, whereas everybody looks at the at the the inside receiver and you're trying to find the next Wes Welker, okay, and, and like okay, is it, does he have is he like Wes Welker? Can he catch passes like Wes Welker? Can he run around like Wes Welker? And then Amendola comes along and all that. Now I think everybody's trying to find their version of what Tyreek Hill is, and Jakeem Grant has certainly uh, been able to to do that. And heck, Jakeem, and then those guys are going to play. Uh, in Houston tonight on TV. Uh, if, if you're interested in watching NFL action tonight, they'll be uh, on Thursday night football. Jakeem and Danny both. Yeah. Uh, so let's go back to Iowa State. So this is Leeson, ADHD, other side of Texas. Thanks for listening. So uh, <laughs> on the Iowa State deal, um, we're dogs up there in Des Moines. Uh, what do you make of what we're going to see this weekend? What should we expect? Hey, welcome back in. This segment is brought to you by Lubbock File Room, providing safe and secure document storage and shredding services to Lubbock and the surrounding area since 1992. I use these guys. I don't use... Uh, listen, whenever you hear about people on this program, the Lisa Ponderosa uses these folks. The relationships were forged before the program uh, was launched, and it's people... Uh, in whom I believe businesses I trust and uh, Lubbock File Room is one of those. Uh, for a free and hassle-free estimate, call 806-744-7666 or go to Lubbock File Room today. Uh, go out to the mailbag. This is old school mail right here. On It's actually paper. Not an email, but in paper. Uh, dated October 20. Dear Mr. Leeson, thank you for your outstanding reporting on Ragergate and Regentgate. I do not believe any of this would have been uncovered without your investigative reporting. Well done. Thank you, Mr. Howard. I now hope and trust you will also provide some detailed insights on the funding of the proposed Expo Center for Lubbock. Uh, goes on to talk about how he's mixed on the subject. One issue that is now circulating is the acreage on which the center will be built. Is the acreage truly owned now by Patty Jones, a Lubbock County commissioner, given she voted for the initiative to place to be placed on the ballot and has not revealed her ties to, saying, to the same 
then this seems to be a serious conflict of interest. How much will the acreage cost and how will the Expo Center be funded given the proposed tax on rental cars at the airport? I think voters deserve and would be appreciative of additional articles regarding where the proposed Expo Center will be built, how much the land will cost, and if an option to purchase the acreage has been negotiated. Far too many questions right before the pending election. Thanks for thanks and keep up the great reporting. We need we need more insight into all of which transpires in city and county politics. Uh, Bob Howard. Uh, thank you, Mr. Howard. I appreciate the note. I appreciate the kind words. I just opened this right before the show. So let me wing this. Uh, I hope to sit down and write on information I've been given that even if federal law, now signed federal law, prohibits any rental car taxes from the airport, which is what the FCC bill passed on October 3 out of Congress, signed by the president on October 5, if it prohibits any funding from rental cars at the airport, because the bill, if you're just hearing, what the bill says is that you cannot tax on commercial business at an airport for um, projects away from the airport. And number one on that list, pushed by the car lobby, was, and we've got a piece on the other side of Texas.com showing that. It was a bill that was pushed by the rental car lobby, and it seems to me to be law of the land, but it also seems to me to be law of the land that's going to be challenged in court. Now, I've been given documentation presented by hotel groups disinterested in this issue, Mr. Howard, and those who share Mr. Howard's concerns, that projections based upon the last two years are and i think that it's fair to say if if all rental car tax revenue was lost it would be about two hundred thousand dollars a year for uh for projects like the lubbock county the proposed lubbock county expo center the numbers i've been shown is that Revenues are around 300000 more than what was expected based upon hotel occupancy taxes and taxing 2% of that. So it would overcome any unexpected curveball because that's what it is. I did not launch that just like with the regents. I was not going after them to go after them. I'm not going after Bart Rager or Rick Dykes to simply go after them personally. I got no vendetta. I'm not some vigilante that gets paid on the side to go after people. I see what's out there and I go after it for because you have to you have to earn listenership. You have to earn readership. I am not entitled to anybody listening to this program right now. You've got to go in and say what you have to say and do it in such a way that 
regardless of what people make it uh, make of you at the end of the day, Ross Ramsey told me this once, and Ross is on this program, and he is such he is a mentor to me in so many ways. And I had this discussion with Ross and said, "This is what I see," and people are telling me that I'm wrong, and they're mad. And it was in all three instances. You know, can you imagine putting up the Rager Dykes audio like I did? Because I made the final decision of that now infamous what do you got audio. And I put that up. And immediately the next day, it was, that's forged. That's not really uh, Rager. You know, we're going to, you're going to be sued. All bad things are about to come. And then whenever I put the stuff up about Francis, uh, Francis, L. Frederick Francis, um, that I'm wrong, that I don't understand what I'm talking about. And then on the Expo Center, whenever I put up the story about the rental car, you're in over your head. You're just a two-bit radio guy, and you get all that stuff. And whenever you hit publish, you got to be ready for that. But it's like Ross said, if you're right, it doesn't matter if they're mad or not. You're still right. And that's not me being sanctimonious. It's just saying I saw a problem and I 100% believe that the committee did not know about this, that a lot of this is going to you're going to see this story pop up probably in the spring elections where there are more initiatives like the Lubbock County Expo Center in the Houston's and the Dallas's and the Austin's, maybe El Paso. They didn't see this coming. But at the same time, I've pointed it out because I don't want this after the election. I don't want to have people saying, you knew about this and all this same uh, conspiracy theory. Everybody going Alex Jones in the community saying, you knew about this. Why didn't you do something about it? Um, There's no way that you didn't with the sort of... um, the sort of consultants you had out there and it would go, I mean, it would sound terribly and it would. You think I am like, Oh, shocked by it. So I'm up here bashing it because I don't like gay people. I don't like them putting chemicals in the water that turn the friggin' frogs gay. Okay. So do you understand that? Some, some serious crap. And that's Alex Jones. That's what it would have sounded like. Uh, mark my words after the election. So I raised the question before, but Mr. Howard, to your to your question, based upon independent studies that I've seen, I think that if and it's a big if, if federal funds, if federal law now prohibits rental cars and the funding of rental car tax revenues into projects like the Lubbock County Expo Center, I think projections of hotels right now would overcome that loss. I think it would be at least $300,000 to make up the $200,000 that were lost. And again, I've, and I would tell you differently if I believe so. I don't think the committee understood or knew about this legislation. I think, quite frankly, there are a lot of congressmen who didn't know about this le- this point in thousands of pages of a bill. Didn't know that this was coming. I think the committee's got it uh, covered by not by their own work, but simply by projections. Uh, I was always told that rental cars were a backstop. And it seems 
as though they are at this point. And so we'll we'll try to put up a piece about that. It just depends on how, quite frankly, how interested my boys are tonight whenever we have root beer floats and we watch the Texans play the Dolphins, uh, how long that goes. And I may put up a piece about it. All I have to say I really I grin ear to ear that you hang out with me here on the other side of Texas. We will try to get Hayden Pedigo. Tomorrow, we're going to have Brandon Darby, Breitbart, Texas. What do you think about this caravan? Because I don't, I'll tell you this. What I'm seeing is either being framed by the Democratic National Committee or by folks like the Daily Caller. But somebody who shoots you straight on these sorts of issues is Brandon Darby. He will be in studio tomorrow, and we will talk about the caravan in studio unless something else comes up, maybe by phone. Um, uh, I think it will be in studio. So must listen on the caravan, a straight down the line, uh, fair take on the caravan, and what you can expect to see, what Darby fears, what are the best-case scenarios with this caravan, how many people Darby's all on top of it. And we'll have my good friend Brandon Darby here on the program. I want to thank Mr. Howard for your note. Uh, thank Chris Level on this edition of Your Other Side. More coming up. Hey, I appreciate you guys sharing this with friends. I'm going to get home. Got to get home. Above average dinner. Great family waiting for me there at the Leeson Ponderosa. And until we talk again, rave on, buddies. Rave on. See you next time right here on the other side of Texas. Yes.